Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect my heart podcast.com. You will see 
you will see the video version of Reconnect My Heart. And also, in case you want to go on the chat room, you can go to Blog Talk Radio and you'll be able to chat with me. Matter of fact, make sure I set it up right now. Um, thank you all for y'all um, time, love, and support. Sorry, got uh, got started a little late. End up uh, making it here a little late, but uh, hey, it's been raining. It's been raining today, so kind of got caught up in the rain. But also, um, this is Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend for so many people who may have a three-day weekend. And you know who's not having a three-day weekend? It is I. I got to go to work in the morning. (laughs) But, hey, come with the territory. So thank God for y'all allowing me to be with y'all on today. Now, on today's show, we're going to talk about being more responsible with your heart, with your emotions, and your time. And also, we're going to learn who not to invest those things to. We're going to talk about that much more in the episode called, That Ain't My Job. That Ain't My Job. That Ain't My Job. In other words, we're going to talk about setting boundaries for yourself. And, you know, being honest with you, this is the time that we really, really, really have to um, start evaluating where we spend our time, our talents, our gifts. Um, tell you, if you look at it, we're supposed to be good stewards. We're supposed to be good stewards. And the funny thing with this was this one, this was on my heart. Uh, this hit me a couple of days ago, and I was like, wow. And there are some things I share with y'all, and uh, not gonna not gonna go into uh, you know whole lot of detail. We're just going to go straight to the show. I want to make sure they get straight to the point. Um, I began to start looking at a couple of YouTube clips and also uh, sometimes they may show it on uh, Facebook. And I see these uh, skits called Gold Diggers. And oftentimes what it shows, it shows someone that may be, if you want to consider, um, may have an average job or may uh, give the appearance of them may not having a lot of money. And they give a test to see if this person that they may be um, trying to talk to going to see would they be or accept it, uh, to see if they will be looked upon or judged based upon their appearance. And so sometimes they deal with someone and that person shuts them off because, well, you know what, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't hang with me. You ain't got no money, you know. And either, most of the time it's the guy, hey, but I just wanted to, you know, just see, you know, if I could take it somewhere. And sometimes they may have on a uniform like Burger King. I've seen Burger King, McDonald's, or Taco Bell, and sometimes the young lady they may be trying to approach may say, no, 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 I need a man with some money, you know. They're like, okay, well, 
Oh, and they may say, well, you ain't my type. You ain't my type. But then eventually, well, look at you. You know, you don't even dress the part. You know, I need a man that got some money that can take care of me. Like, okay, well, I'm sorry. Thank you. And so as she's walking away, the guy's walking, and then he ended up getting to his fancy car. And as soon as he gets in his car and slams the door and starts start up the car, next thing you know, you see that female running running to that car, hey, 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 what's your name? I changed my mind. I'm interested. Duh. Now, not all of them have been like that. There are some that were like, well, you know what? You know, I ain't trying to get, I ain't, ain't trying to um, uh, get you for your money. You know, I'm interested in you, you know, and very genuine, you know, so I hope I didn't batch up, but, you know, we've seen these kind of things, and of course, we know some people, you know, um, that old saying, never judge a book by its cover. And then next thing you know, you end up judging someone based on the appearance and you could be wrong. You know, what if you pushing off somebody like, uh, oh, here. Okay. You might be shutting off somebody that may be a multimillionaire. You might be shutting off somebody that might be a blessing to you. On the other hand, Hey, you might accept somebody that might be a fool to you. And so that's why it's so important how the Bible tell, tells us about you never know. You may be entertaining a stranger to you. That's why it's so important for you to treat everybody equally and good. You know, be good to be kind to everyone, you know. And so with that, oftentimes with that, we're going to speak about the on the stance of on the stance of that person that may be pursuing someone to see if they're going to be accepted for who they are or rejected for what that person thinks that they're not or what that person thinks that they are. And so with that, looking at it from that person's lens, when that person finds out, oh, you want me for who or what you think you can get out of me, that's why it's so important for us to start telling people what our job assignment is and what our job assignment ain't. Now, I'm not just talking about pertaining to the, the workplace. No, we're talking about in people's lives. Don't you know, oftentimes we are putting so much responsibility upon ourselves, we're stressing ourselves out because we ha- we're trying to handle other people's responsibility. Oh, some of y'all may have thought we're just talking about dating and love. No, we're not. We're talking about even parenting or grandparenting or friendship. You know, there are some people that are people pleasers. And they would do whatever they can to win over people's friendship. Well, you know, if I don't do that, they may not talk to me anymore. So, you know what? That's a good thing. When people deliberately leave your life because you're telling them no or because you're not you're not going to do something for them, or you may have told them, hey, it's time you to stand on your own two feet. When you're giving people responsibility and they leave you or cut you out of their life, that's a great thing. 
Now, you can't get your feelings hurt because of, well, you know, I've been friends with them for 30 years. No, no, no. They've been using you for 30 years. You know, one of the things I found out, I found out oftentimes we're friends to people because we are, excuse me, people are our friends because they are our friends. We allow people to be our friends because we are friends to them, if you want to say it that way. People are our friends because we are their friends. That makes sense? Don't you know, oftentimes, those that are used are good supporters to those that are users. Don't you know, there are so many people, they can look at you, you in their top five groups, or top five people, they can trust, dependable, loyal. You know, when a boy down to it, you that ride or die friend to them. But don't you know, oftentimes it's not reciprocated. In other words, who are the people that you are sending yourself or allowing in your circle? Have you taken personal inventory of the people that you are allowing in your circle? Hmm. Have you? Or are you just allowing them to come in because of convenience, or they are always there. Don't you know if you feed a stray dog all the time, don't you know that dog will always be loyal because of what they're expecting out of you? Hmm. But what if what if they have a home? What if that look, what if that dog owner put that dog on a diet? And that dog got out. And because you see that dog, you see that dog, you, well, you know, that's, that's God's, that's one of God's creatures, so I got to take care of it. And you know what happened? You end up, even though you may have good intentions, but you actually breaking the rule that that dog was supposed to be following, but you didn't know that. I'm going to throw this in there, and then we're going to get into the lesson. Um... This is part of the lesson that was, excuse me, this is part of the sermon that was uh, spoken today at church, and it so fits in this situation. But Jesus told the disciples to get on a boat and go to the other side. Jesus told the disciples to what? Get on the boat or ship and go to the other side. Now, eventually, everybody knows the story. Oh, Peter. You know, Peter got out the boat. And Peter Peter walked. He walked on the word. That's what a lot of people say. But when you look at it, Peter got out the boat. Now, Peter asked Jesus, come to find if that be you, uh, if that be you, you know, bid me to come. If that be you, bid me to come. So, if that was Jesus, bid me to come. That's what Peter told Jesus. So, what did Jesus do? Because it was him. He just threw back the words that Peter threw at him. He said, come. Because that was Jesus. If that be you, bid me to come. Okay, come. And so, what happened? Peter walked on the water, and he almost drowned. Lord, save me. Now, oftentimes, people will always say, 
people would say, well, you know, um, that was God's will for Peter to walk on the water. Was it? No, it wasn't. Because Peter already had the instructions along with the other disciples. Get on the boat or ship and go to the other side. It did not say, well, if you see something, if you see somebody, if you question it, then get out. You can walk. No. So even though, even though he got those instructions, he did something he wasn't supposed to do. He got out the boat. And so sometimes we think we're doing the right thing. And oftentimes what we're doing, we're actually disobeying God because God giving us instructions on what to do and what not to do. And even though it may appear that you're doing a good, noble thing, the question is, did you ask God? Oftentimes the people that we're trying to help, we're trying to assist, did we ask God? Nope. But what do we do? Because of our good heart. Or we just say, well, you know, I just feel in my spirit that they need help. But did you ask God? No. And so what happens? Oftentimes we get used. Oftentimes we get hurt. Oftentimes we spend money in places and resources on people that God didn't authorize us. So in other words, that wasn't your job to do that. And you wonder why we end up losing out. We wonder why that we end up allowing ourselves to get stressed because we involve ourselves in matters that God did not authorize us to get into. So, in other words, like I said, that was not your job. Now, one of the things that really caught my attention, this is something that God hit me with the other day. Sometimes when we think about if we're about to do something for someone, now let's first, let's look at relationship. Someone that may be pursuing a relationship. Someone that, i just say, you know, you might be kind of questioning if this person qualified or does this person, do they make the cut? Does this person fit the criteria of being in a relationship with you? So oftentimes what happens and I know, and this is me being transparent, I've been guilty of some of the things in the past. You know, I've been guilty of some things. You know, those that know me, I was a nice guy and still nice. Most importantly, being being able to treat a young lady like she is a young lady. There were some in the past I realized because me treating a young lady the way that she deserved to be treated, you know, a young lady. I believe in, you know, number one, I was raised to be able to respect people. And then I've had some, and it's crazy to me, well, he's too nice. He did that, that, to be honest with you, I realized that person was crazy. I realized, uh-uh. If a person say, well, you know, um, she not, you know, she don't need no man to open the door for her. You know, she don't need no man to give her flowers, whatever. That. If a young lady don't want to be respected, I had to acknowledge and accept that if she does not believe in being respected as a young lady, and especially supposed to be a lady of God, if she leaves, hallelujah, praise the Lord, may the doorknob hit you, where the good Lord. Anyway, um, <laughs> I realized that they were doing me a favor. I had to realize that. Now, at first, I really didn't understand that because, like I said, 
we didn't grow up in a chaotic or drama uh, environment, you know. And then, of course, you know, me having a sister. One of the one of the things I always wanted to say. Well, excuse me. One of the things I always uh, grew up with: treating the young lady the way I want my sister to be treated. And everybody knew I love my sister. My sister and I were almost a year apart. Grew up as twins. So if I love my sister and I want my sister to be loved, be treated, be respected, why would I disrespect somebody else's sister? I mean, doesn't that make sense? But to some people, it doesn't make sense. But I realized I had to grow up. I had to open up my eyes, and God had to deal with me on there are some people that like drama. And what I found out when you're dealing with a person that's not healed, when they used to being used and then they're not healed, then what happened is when you're trying to do for them, but because you're the opposite of those who hurt them, then they will try to hurt you before they think that you will hurt them. And it can go vice versa. But I'm just saying it because me being a guy. So me being a guy, me trying to pursue a young lady. And I know the young ladies that may be watching, y'all have given your heart to a guy and because of his past hurt and he haven't he haven't uh given his hurt, his issues over to God, he ended up hurting you and you might have been the best thing in his life. But now all of a sudden, instead of you getting the appreciation and the acknowledgement, he ended up treating you like some of those hood rats treated him and then he did you wrong and he went right back to some knucklehead female that did not respect him. He liked drama. And so with that, we have to understand that, first of all, we have to really examine the people that we entertain. We have to examine the people that is on our radar, those who may be having our attention, those who we may, we may want to invest our heart, our time, our emotions. I love. We have to do that. And I realize in this day and time, we have to do that. We can't assume because, oh, um, this person may have grown up in my community and my, we're the same age. We can't assume that everybody is the same way. We can't assume that. So in the Bible, and I always say this, I've said this several times, and I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face. I learned some valuable lessons in my years of life. The Bible tells us, lay hands subtly on no man, meaning don't give your approval who have not sinned. Don't give your approval to people who have not earned it. Also, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. That's not just, oh, well, there are people who ain't saved. No, 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 no. The Bible is speaking to believers. The Bible is speaking to believers, so don't assume because that person has a big old cross in the church, or they save and they have a big suit or big old hat with an ugly wig. Don't feel like, well, that person will never look. Look here, I don't care if that person have a title or a position. You still need to, you still need to examine who they're dealing with. You still need to examine who you who you dealing with. But also, the thing is that's going to really help us. Is to discern, but also check the record of people. 
check, check and see what type of character, what type of ethics, what type of morality that a person has. If a person is, you know, trying to do things, you know, head around and always trying to find a gray area of things, check that person. I don't care if that person has a title. It doesn't matter. I know many people who have titles and that'll slick you dry. But like I said, those that know me, I'll tell you, I work in the jailhouse. I work in the jailhouse. I worked on the floor many years ago when I was in the housing. The abuse tank that I was that I was working on, the floor that I was on, a lot of them that were in there for sexual abuse, sexual assault of a minor and all that stuff. A lot of them were ministers, preachers, pastors. I was the God. So I'm telling you, just in case, but that'll never happen. Okay, well, you know, God will protect me. You know, God let me know. Okay, okay. Well, just know, this is your red flag that you're saying, you know, well, well, God will tell me himself. Well, God is using me to tell you. Don't be no fool. Like I said, everything and everybody ain't your assignment. There are some things that ain't your job, ain't your responsibility. It ain't. And sometimes what I found out, we end up stressing ourselves and we get into more trouble when we involve ourselves in matters that do not concern us. Hmm. So why in the world are we allowing ourselves to work on somebody else's quote-unquote assignment, and we are not getting compensated for it. That's just like being at work. You clocked out, and you're still working, but it's not being productive towards your thing, towards somebody else's, and you're not, you're not getting paid for it. Anytime you're at work, it's going to be on the clock. So think about that. But one of the things I found out, the other thing is, when we look at if we're supposed to be investing our time, our sort, our gift, our energy, our, when I say energy, we're not talking about anything, um, you know, um, on a, uh, what you call it, um, spiritualistic thing. We're talking about energy pertaining to work, work. But our time, our energy, our emotions, our finances, one of the things we have to realize, when you give people things without responsibility, when we don't hold people accountable of things, but most importantly, if we have not done our research to make sure that they are qualified, then who's going to be the one that's going to end up being at a loss? It's going to be us. Hmm. So with that, this is this is one of the things that God showed me. Oh, put in the wrong thing. Okay, here it is. Okay. What I found out. We have to look at whenever we want to give somebody something, like I said, our time, our emotions, or whatever, we can't look at it as a gift. Get this. If we want to protect our heart, if we want to protect our peace, we have to stop looking at it as a gift or being used as a gift. That's how we get used. Giving it to people who has not earned it. 
Now what do we do? When we give to people, stop giving it for free. You have to start not just giving it, you have to start loaning it. What does that mean? See, when you give, it's a gift. There's no criteria. And look here, they may or may not get based upon the, who the individual is. Now, if you if they give it back to you, if they compensate, they find it handy. But look at your heart. Look at your time. Look at your energy. Look at your work. Look at your gift. Look at that as first, God, is this my assignment? Is it or is it not? Okay, now, if it is your assignment that God has given to you to do for them or whatever, then God will be the source for you to be the resource in their life. In other words, there will be no out-of-pocket expense coming from you. It's coming from God. God giving to you to give to them. Okay, but if God told you that that is not your assignment or they are not your assignment or that ain't your job, then that means God's not going to give it to you and God telling you don't give to them. Because if God's not going to give it to you, but you give to them, that means it's coming out of your own pocket, not God's. Now, like I said, it may seem like a good thing to do, but just like Peter, I mentioned earlier, it seemed like he could have been the anointed one, the chosen one to walk on the water. But remember, the rest of the disciples did what God told them to do, not Peter. Peter, Look, Peter could have lost his life. So with that, even though you're doing what you think is the right thing to do, you still have to consult God and obey what he told you to do. There may be the appearance of it being a good thing, but is it what God wants you to do? Is it God's will for you to give? And if it's God's will for you to give, then it's God's will to supply. But if it ain't God's will to supply, then that means you don't supply. In other words, you can't go on your feelings. You got to go on your spirit. And so with that, now, when you think about a loan, think about a bank. You go to a bank, you put in for a loan, and when you put in for a loan, what they're going to do? They want to make sure that you write down everything, you fill out that application for that loan. You put down your references, you put down your income, you put down your address and your social. In other words, you be transparent. You fill out everything on there. Now, they're going to examine it. They're going to check. They're going to do something called credit check. And based upon what that loan is, oftentimes it's a hard, it's a hard hit. That may, it may be on your credit score. And so based upon the recommendations, let's just say they say, well, you know what? You've been approved for the loan. But what we're going to do, because your credit may be kind of shady, 
We're going to have to give you a high interest rate. We're going to approve you. But the interest rate may be high. Hmm. In other words, we're going to give it to you, but whatever we give to you, we're going to give it to you, and we're going to hold something for collateral, or we may have a high interest rate. But we're going to make sure that not only we get back what we gave you, but there will be interest. And oftentimes with a high interest rate, in other words, you're high risk. Because you have risk, we got to make sure that we, look, there may be some more collateral that we may need to have. In other words, you got to put more skin in the game. But on the other hand, somebody else, they may have a great credit score. They may have little to no interest rate because they have proven themselves. Hmm. So with that, alone, Alone, yes. Someone that may have, somebody that may be a high risk, a high interest rate. And guess what? Even if, let's just say they made a loan for um, a car loan, okay? And they paying, let's just say the car was worth mm, 18000 I'm just going to throw a number out there. 18000 And the interest rate is... 18%. Okay? They paying. They paying. And let's just say they are four payments away from having the car paid off. Excuse me. And I just say eight. They're eight payments away from having a car paid off. But they quit making four payments. They still need to pay off the remaining balance. But get this. What if they eight payments away from being completely finished, but they have not made any payments? Now get this. If they don't complete the payments, they still may have the vehicle repossessed. Now get this. Even though they did not complete the payment, the agreement with the 18%, they did not finish making the payments. But what they what they got the loan for pertaining to that vehicle, they paid it off. They paid it off. So in other words, the loaner or the bank, the bank could actually take the car, even though they need eight more payments paid. They can take the car still sell it and make more money because they already got what they invested with that person. That person is going to be at a loss. Why? Because of high interest rate and they did not fulfill the agreement of paying off, making the payments, the monthly payments. And so with that, you see the importance of checking out pertaining to loans. But what happened, I brought in loans because I want us to emphasize about the loans because they are criterias. They are criterias. People have to, you know, qualify all that stuff. And also, there are things that are at stake. That's collateral, all that stuff. But what happened when we trying to help someone and we don't 
we don't make them qualify for a loan, what do we do? We try to make them qualify for a grant. A grant is something that you don't pay back. Hmm. And guess what? Even the grant that they they quote unquote we giving them, we're not seeing if they qualify for those grants. Think about it. Those that been in school, those that you know have businesses, when you apply for a grant, you make sure that they're gonna make sure that you qualified, you meet the criteria, but also whatever grant that they give you, they're gonna make sure that you use it for that particular thing. So when you look at the people that God has assigned us to, the people that are, quote, unquote, our, if you want to say, responsibility or whatever, God is going to fund the sources for us to be able to help them give. But what happened, like I said, with those people that we're supposed to loan to, what happened? We just make, oh, it'd be all right. I, I, I trust you. Oh, I know where you work at. Oh, I know. Look here. Me me and your family, we go way back. So you, you good. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That doesn't mean nothing. You can't allow people to go on the merits of people that they're related to. I'm going to say it like this. Have you ever dated someone that you knew their family? Or you knew their circle of friends, and you were great friends with them, you know, honorable, respectful, and you end up dating them, dating, you know, their circle, their friends, their family, whatever. And because this person was upstanding, you assume that they're going to be upstanding. Oh, all right, you know, got, got somebody from the same cloth. And come to find out, they just used a mess out of you. What happened? Sometimes birds of a feather don't flock together. Sometimes the birds that are in the same flock, they may be together for a purpose. Somebody wanted to just, hmm, pick around to see if they can pick from the same net, from the same nest. Why? Because that person knows where they can get out of that person and try to get whatever they can for a reason. <clears throat> so understanding, instead of giving folks emotional loans, we got to start giving people, excuse me, instead of giving people emotional loans, we got to give people emotional grants. Hmm. To see if they qualified. See if they qualified. But also, like I said, instead of giving them people we need to check. We need to check. We need to check. We need to check. All the time, like I said, there are some people, instead of giving them emotional loans, they're just giving them emotional grants. So understand, just because you give someone something and, well, you know, the Lord going to bless me anyway, and you ain't even consulting with the Lord. The Lord telling you, hey, look here, I'm giving you the red flag. Leave them alone. This is pertaining to dating. So many times we have allowed ourselves to be used. And, and, and I'm going to say it like this. One of the things I always tell people is if you see somebody in the very beginning and they're not where you want them to be at, accept them right where they are. Accept that that may be them. Don't go on potential. We allow ourselves to, we allow ourselves to get hurt because we're going on potential. Don't go on potential. You need to go on reality. 
Because what if that person does not want to change? And what I found out, oftentimes we go so much on what a person says and a person does. Well, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. And you going on hope. You're going on hope based upon their words instead of their actions. Their hopes, it make you fall in love, but their actions are showing you why you should not love them. Hmm. So when you're dealing with people, you have to understand that that's them. And I'll, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. A lot of us as believers, as Christians, we allow ourselves to be used by people. Don't you know right now you can be at church, you can praise the Lord and everything, and you know what happens? We can easily discern. We can easily tell people, hey, look here, your man, oh, he ain't no good. I, I, you can tell, blah, blah, blah. We can, we can minister about everybody else's situation except for our own. We, well, you know, I'm going to pray about it. Oh, you're going to pray about it. That, I'm not going to get no soapbox, but that's a sorry excuse that we oftentimes say, well, I'm just going to pray about it. And God said, look here, I'm showing you right now. So in other words, let's just say this. Let's just say if someone is beating up on, let's say, a guy beating up on his girlfriend in the middle of the street. What you going to do? Well, we're going to pray that he stop. No. Somebody to call police while somebody else overpower him and subdue him. Well, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you just don't understand. Mm. Let me flip the script. If somebody's jumping on you right now in the middle of the street and it's a whole crowd of people, do you want them to well, we're going to pray that that person stop beating up on that person. No, you're going to say, hey, y'all stop taking these selfies and start recording this. Come in here and help me. That's what you're going to say. You know, so I'm a man of prayer. I'm a man of faith. But a lot of times we say prayer as an excuse because some of us, let me be honest, some of us, we're lazy. We don't want to do it. We we expect well, well God will do it for God to work it out. And God said, No, I gave you the ability. I gave you the power. I gave you the authority. That's what we as believers have. Hmm. So that's just being honest. It's being honest. And it, unless you know who you are in God, you have to know who you are in God in order for you to understand the benefits. The privilege it is to be a child of God. And God has given us the power and authority. God has invested spiritual gifts in us for us to use it. You know, God, you know, if I gave you this piece of paper, I'm going to hold up with it. If I gave you this piece of paper right here, I left it right here for you. It's out of my hands. Can I give it to you again? No, because it's already in your possession. It's already in your possession. See me be still. See, it's already in your possession. Can I give it to you again? My hands are free from it. It's right here. It's in your possession. You just gotta use it. That's what we gotta do. So understanding with any grant, like I said, with any grant, they must qualify to receive that grant. And the one who checks to see if they are qualified for the grant is God Almighty. 
God will not tell us to do something that's going to, like I said, be an out-of-pocket expense, but also with that out-of-pocket expense, there's not going to be an out-of-pocket expense, but God will tell us what to give and when to stop. The, you know, there's an old saying that says, give a man a fish, you feed him a day, but teach a man how to fish, you feed him a lifetime. So many people, we have enabled people. Let's be honest, we have enabled people. You know, understand, like I said, God will see who's qualified, but also not only is God would telling us, God would tell us who's qualified to receive those grants, but all the time God is telling us who qualified and who ain't qualified, but we're not listening to him. We're not listening. Don't you know the devil? not going to send somebody to use you that's not going to be your type. Think about it. Think about it. The devil will use someone that may pull on your heartstrings. Hmm. So that's why it's so important for us to be emotionally, spiritually mature. We got to be secure. You got to be secured with who you are in God and who you are with yourself. You became someone to fill our void of loneliness, of hope, and all that. Hmm. Because you expecting someone to fill their void and the devil will send someone that <laughs> look here, will kick that door wide open and bring a bigger gap in your heart. So with that, get this. I mentioned earlier, some folks say, well, I'm doing the work of the Lord, and he got my back. No, he doesn't. He's telling you don't do it. God God will, get this, giving to someone God did not authorize you to give to is like watching a peewee football game. Giving to someone that God didn't authorize you to give to, it's like it's like watching a peewee football game where the runner of the ball with the ball is running down the end zone but going the wrong way. Do y'all remember seeing a lot of time it may be it may show someone uh, going the wrong end zone and what's going to happen? When they get oh, they made a touchdown, but they're not gonna get the point because they're in the wrong end zone. That's what happened when we end up doing for people that God didn't authorize us to give. Hmm. And like I said, I know you mean well and all that stuff, but you know what? Now it's about being responsible. Now it's about being a good steward. So now one thing we often tell people, the Bible tells us, don't cast our pearls to swines. There are some people you give it to that don't even appreciate you. There are some people that you give it to, like I said, not only you give it to people that are not authorized, but don't you know you give it to people where you can be handicapping them. There are some people, there are some people that you may be supporting their bad habits. Sometimes we give it to people, and what happens, we're igniting them 
to use us. They say, um, I, I saw it uh, a couple of weeks ago. You give someone something the first time, they may be appreciative. But then the next time you continue to give, then there becomes an anticipation. Then there becomes an entitlement. And then right when you say, no, 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 I don't have it to give anymore. Uh, no, I feel like this. Then what happened? Now they got an attitude with you. But were they the problem? No, it was you. Because to be honest with you, it might have taken something for them to show their true colors. Now, I was talking about relationship, but like I said, now let's talk about the people that we call friends or family or whatever. Even though it may be friends or family or whatever that, and remember this, we don't choose our family. But oftentimes we don't build upon the relationship within our family. So oftentimes we're doing for them because they're family, but we don't really know who they really are. One of the things I found out, when you're dealing with a person that has a drug problem or some type of substance abuse or chemical dependency, even though that might be your your relative, your blood relative, but the behavior will be someone that's not your relative because even though you may love them and they may be your kinfolk, but right now they're driven not by love but by the drugs, by the uh, dependency that they have. That That's why there are some people, when they have a problem, when they have an abuse they're drawn with that. Their focus is to do that. That's why some people, they'll steal from their own mama. There are some people, they have bad habits. They're breaking their own mama or daddy house. Yes. I'm telling you. Some people, when they have an addiction, their focus is on what they can do to get that fixed. Even if it caused them to hurt the person that loves them. I'm not going to just say the person that they love, but the person that loves them. Because they see the drug instead of the person that they suppose to love or the person that they love that loves them. So we just have to understand that there are some people that are like that, and you have to ask God, God, is this the person I'm supposed to help? Because we have to understand Everything is not our responsibility. And you got to be cool with that. Yeah, someone says, stay in your lane. Yeah, you know, we have to stay in our lane, but also we have to be aware of where our lane starts and ends. There's an old saying, um, there's an old saying that says, you know, your freedom of speech ends where mine begins, where also the boundaries. You know, with those who have houses and properties, there are people that come out to do a survey to make sure that you understand where your property lies, your property line lies. Well, what, what, where your boundaries at? Have you actually taken inventory of your boundaries? Let's be honest. Do you know where your boundaries are? It has to be non-negotiable. It can, look, you can't be biased pertaining to your boundaries. You have to be non-negotiable. You got to stick to your guns regardless of who it is. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it like this. 
I found out. I'm just going to give an example. This happened years ago. Years ago. There was someone I know. There was a young lady that was in church. And she had a husband that was not saved. The husband who was not saved drunk beer. But the wife was the church goer. And the man that was the husband had beer in his refrigerator in his house. Well, one day, her pastor comes over to their house, the husband and wife. Their house, and it so happened, I guess the refrigerator door was open, and the pastor saw the beer in the refrigerator. And he said, I want that beer out of this house right now. This house, my daughter, my daughter, this house is supposed to be the Lord's house, and I want that beer out of here. I am your pastor, and I want that beer out. And that husband said, uh, Pastor, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you uh, being a pastor for my wife. But, Pastor, we're not in the church house. We are in my house. And you better not touch my beer. <laughs> and my wife not going to touch my beer. Now, who was wrong in that? Who was wrong? Who was wrong? Yeah, it was the pastor, because <laughs> that's not his—that's not his house. And even if, even if that lady was saved, that's her husband. So that's his house, just as much as her house. So, in other words. It doesn't matter who it is. You can't allow anybody to walk over you or overstep their boundaries. It's my house. I ain't putting it up. I ain't hiding or nothing. This is my house. Now, if they were going over to the pastor's house and the and the uh, husband was trying to bring some beer and put it in the pastor's refrigerator for him, then, of course, the pastor have every say-so that no, it's in the house. We're not going to have that. Now, if they choose to leave, that's them. But the pastor has dictatorship over his house, but not at somebody else's house. So I had to kind of throw that in. But we have to have boundaries set. And the boundaries is for your protection. It's for your heart's protection. Are you tired of being used? Are you tired of being walked on? Are you tired of when you come down to looking for love, it seems like you're dealing with the same guys but a different face? Somebody got to break that cycle. Will you break that cycle? And stop allowing yourself to be used, not just by people that you may have dated in the past, but even, like I said, even if it was your, your children, your grandchildren, your parents, yes. Anybody. It could be your neighbor that you're trying to help out. And you know what I found out? When you're helping a person, oftentimes when you help a person, they will continue to use and use and use and use and use until they say, you know what? Um, 
well, until you say, well, you know what, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I need to, I need to have this to stop, you know, because as long as you're able to give, and as long as you're willing to give, you know what, hey, it's free game. But you can't get mad when you're giving out to people, giving out to people, and giving out to people, and they can, and they accept it. That's not their fault of accepting. It's your fault to continue to give, especially without conditions. And that's something that you have to do. So I see someone on the air right now. Let me see. I see someone. Okay. I'm going to let them come on the air. Let's see. Oh. I've thought about something. Hold on one second. One second. One second. Um, I want to make sure everybody here. Give me one second. I'm going to get this in right quick. We'll get you on the air right quick. Ready? Let me see. Okay, here we go. One second. Okay. All right. Okay, can you hear me? Hello, hello there, hello there. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. You were talking about just a few seconds ago about uh, a relationship between the husband and a wife. I didn't catch the beginning of it, but I caught the tail end of it. Excuse me, when you were talking about how it's as much her house as it is his. No, it isn't. It's his house. His name's on the deed. He's contributing about 80% of his income. Okay. Okay. Um, He would miss the point of what I was speaking about, but um, I'll talk to him later on. But, um, yes, I said exactly what I meant because, um, you know, those who are uh, married, um, I know exactly what I said. So if you want to disagree, then you can start your own show and talk. But um, thank you for calling. And um, with that, what we're going to do, we want us to be able to, like I said, think about what we're going to do and think about if we're going to be responsible pertaining to um, if we're going to do it or not, if we're going to, if we're going to consult God or not, it's not hard. It's not hard. God wants us to be able to be responsible and God wants us to consult him in everything, in every way. And if it is, if it is something that God wants us to do, then like I said, he will provide. But if he does not want us to do it, then you know what's going to happen? He's going to tell you, no, don't do it. But oftentimes, like I say, when we take it upon ourselves, we get we got to deal with the consequences because disobedience brings consequences. Someone else, and then we're going to get ready to uh, wrap up the show. Okay. Okay. Two, one. Hello, how you doing today, ma'am?
you know, the lesson. Sometimes people don't get it. Yeah. And they just keep on doing the same thing, but eventually they get the lesson. But you can't be doing things that you think that you should get something back for because there are people that are always out there, always willing to be takers, but that's all they know. And and I have to promise you, people who want to do better are constantly looking for ways to do a little bit better. But we have to understand for the past 30 years or so, as a people, we've let our children go into foster care, be neglected and abused, have no, you know, grow on, growing up through this kind of it's, it's it's insanity, and and I don't understand it. So many black children, or African American children, or Negro children, or whatever you want to consider yourself, children of color, are in the system, and they don't know how to get out because freedom ain't never been free, and no one's advocating for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So with that, I, I appreciate you, and like I said, we're gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap up the show, but I want each and every one of us from this point on, let's be more responsible pertaining to our time, the gift that God has given us, and for us to consult him and listen to him. Like I said, prayer prayer will not do us any good if we're not going to listen to the instruction that God gives us. So when we pray, let's mean business and consult God and asking him, God, is this something I need to do, something I don't need to do? And if that's the case, then once we pray and God give us to, yes, I want you to do it, we do it exactly the way God told us to do it. In other words, we need to follow the script. But if God did not tell us to do it, don't take it upon ourselves to do it. If God told you to do it, do it exactly, exactly, exactly how he told us to do it. And we need to be prayerful about things. And so with that, just in case someone who may be watching may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand, it is our responsibility to be good stewards. And don't rely upon someone else to make us a good steward. It is our biblical responsibilities as believers. You know, we're believers. We, You know, uh, another word we may say, we're Christians. Christian meaning Christ-like. So we're supposed to be Christ-like. That means that we need to consult Christ and obey the instructions that he told us to do. Don't you know God knows more than us? So if he knows more than us, then why don't we listen to what he told us to do? Because I promise you, he knows folks better than us. He knows the outcome before us. So why don't we consult him? If you know how things going to end, then why in the world do we begin it in the first place? If we knew how things would end, would we even entertain the thought of starting in the first place. And that's pertaining to whatever it is. Doing for something doing something that God didn't authorize us to tell us to do. And I always tell people, if you unsure, pray and wait for God's response and don't move until he responds back. 
So like I said, this case, those who may be watching may not be saved. Romans 10 now tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, and believe in the heart God that raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Um, please, 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 I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. Um, this is a Christian show, Christian podcast, but also a sure thing, and I don't mind, you know, uh, having a discussion all the time. I prefer off the air so that way we can have an open discussion because there may be some things that, you know, it may be lengthy. And I don't like to hold people hostage. But also there are some people that may try to, you know, there are some people, especially when they realize they're on an open forum, like, like uh, the first caller, you know, some people just like to be argumentative. Some people, well, I just think, you know, and missing the whole point of what I was saying about it ain't your job. That's what we talk about, setting boundaries. And me using a small illustration, and some people, like you mentioned about hearing a sound bite. No, you need to hear the whole thing. I tell people, listen to the whole thing. And even when you look at my ministry, I like to talk about a little bit of everything. It's not. I'm not just talking about relationship. I talk about salvation. I talk about so many other things. And so when you look at everything, the whole scale, if it's the podcast, if it's the videos, the uh, post I write every day, even the sermons I do when I speak on church, in church, look at everything, even the conversation, look at everything, not sound bite. So um, the devil can use that oftentimes to make you you know, come up with the, the with sometimes something that was not even intended. So I want each and every one of us, like I mentioned about setting boundaries, being a good steward, and even, you know, I, I try to be respectful towards folks, but I want to thank me setting boundaries. I ain't gonna be disrespectful either. So <laughs> that that's that's one side that I still tell people. You know, I believe being nice and courteous and um, I'm a, I am a soft-spoken person to a point. So with that, so I appreciate each and every one of y'all. We're going to go ahead and we're going to give everything to God, and we're going to go ahead and end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you all for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to wake up and close on us to our right mind, giving us a life, heaven, and strength. So, God, we ask you to help us right now, God, to be a better steward, God. If there's anything that we may have done, God, that may have mismanaged what you have given us, God, we ask you to forgive us, God. We repent before you, God, and we ask you to help us, God, to be aware of the opportunity, God, of being able to learn from our mistakes, God. And so, God, we ask you and we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, God, that did not give up on us. So, God, we ask you to help us, God, from this point of our life, God, to consult you in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, help us right now, God, to be able to cast all of our cares, our concerns upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, and help us, God, not only to be a better steward, God, but even help us, God, to be aware of God, other responsibilities that you want us to pick up and those that 
you did not design or even assign to us right now. In the name of Jesus, help us right now, God, to not get worried, not get concerned about things that you did not tell us to do. So, God, we ask us to help us, God, to use wisdom and discerning spirit right now, God, to recognize and to hear your voice and respond in obedience right now. In the name of Jesus, remind everything the devil stand for, we counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for victory, God. We thank you, Lord, for peace, God. We thank you, Lord, even for the joy, God, of being able to be reconciled with you right now, God. Even in the midst of our sins, God, you still saw us and saved us and delivered us right now, God. And you know, and we know, God, that you have our best interests at heart. So, God, we thank you right now, God, for loving us, God, beyond what we can love ourselves right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we ask you to give us the protection right now, God, and we thank you, Lord, for your protection, God. Even the the danger we might have been in through the highways and byways and even choosing people that were not authorized or even uh, assigned to us, God. God, we thank you all for protecting us, God, even from wrong decisions, God. God, thank you all for your grace that have helped us and your mercy that helped us even in dealing with the consequences, God. So, God, we thank you all for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And we speak, God, that you continue to comfort those who are grieving, God, heal those who are hurting, God, and, and God, ask God to help those who may be seeking you, God. Help them right now, God. Help them right now, God, to see you in the midst of whatever situation they're in right now, God, and accept you as Lord and Savior in their life right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for joy, for peace, for healing and deliverance right now. And we give you the glory and the honor to praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in. If you have any questions, if you just if you have any questions, want to reach out to me, catch me on Brother Prater. That's B-R-O-T-H-E-R Prater, P-S and Paul R-A, T-S and Tom E-R. Or you can see me on Facebook where you can see my videos and daily devotions. Also, you can go to the store, um, my website at brotherprater.com. That's brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotion, also my videos, as well as my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. Oh, here it is. A Few Good Men was written to written and rewritten to inform men the needs and their responsibility towards their family. Their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, it, we talk to the women, too. That way the relationship can be reciprocated. We talk to the women, too, pertaining to the needs of men. Also, talk to them about tools to be able to identify uh, potential future husbands or fathers to present or future children. Also, uh, the next book, the... Girl who was her brother's keeper that loved beyond life is a tribute to my sister, <clears throat> Sheila Prater, who was uh, killed uh, during the domestic violence. And, um, you know, this is just sharing with y'all um, our journey together. And um, actually, in 10 more days, it will be her birthday. And this year, she would have turned 50. So we're going to have a special program. Um, I'm gonna figure out when, maybe on her birthday or maybe this Saturday. Excuse me, maybe the Sunday before. Um, I figured out. Wow, the Sunday before is next Sunday. Hmm. I'll see. I'll see. But um, 
I thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in, and thank y'all so much for not just listening to Reclaim My Heart, but y'all y'all support y'all y'all um y'all support y'all love. Uh, I received so much love from you all, and you know, don't get me wrong, I take it in, I soak it in, I love it, and I and I hope and pray that. Y'all know that I love y'all too, and I'm gonna say this real quick. Um, this is probably my first time saying this, but I said it to people that are in my circle, few few of them that were in my circle. But I said this: I want to be found doing what God has me to do—to minister to people, to help, to encourage, whatever. But if by chance God calls me home, while I'm still, I consider myself young. Anybody younger than Methuselah is considered young. But when the time comes for me, just in case I don't get caught up in the rapture, but just in case my time comes before the rapture comes, I want what's said about me that my heart outgrew my body. My heart, my love outgrew this body. I love to minister, I love to help, I love to encourage, and I don't have to know people that may be watching. I don't have to know y'all. If I see somebody in the hospital, I want to check them out. I don't have to know who they are. If they local, yeah, chances are I may be able to go over there if, you know, based upon the condition to make sure it's okay for me. Hey, look here. You may not know me. My name is Brother Prater. Would you like to have prayer? And that's it. You know, I may not talk about what I do. I don't do that because my love for people should be greater than me, you know, trying to advertise what all I do. No, I do it because I love God and I love God's people. And so with that, I want each and every one of y'all to know how much I love you all. And I pray for each and every one of y'all. And for those who are in my circle, I thank y'all so much. I appreciate you all. You know, I, I appreciate it so much, and I'm praying for each and every one of y'all, and I'm praying for the strength of those who are sick. I'm praying for you all. Um, you know, I, I sometimes I don't want the name drop because I end up forgetting, but I I, I do a, a few people while I'm thinking about it right now. Those that I know that you know have on a prayer pertaining to healing. Uh, Derek Floyd, man, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm praying for you. Um, um. Uh, Tamara Boyd, praying for you, praying for you, um, Pastor. Um, you can't even get get the name right. Um, I'm gonna get his name. Uh, um, praying for you. So many of you all. So many people are grieving right now. So many people are going through. So many people have lost loved ones. Um, Dion, yes. Praying for him, Pastor Shipman, Pastor, me, Pastor uh, Cheney, Pastor um, Chapman. So many of you all, you know, I want y'all to know that we're praying for y'all. We love y'all. And, you know, we all are family. We don't have to know each other. And we may not be related by blood, but we're all related by love. And like I said, for those that are in my circle, you know, the, the Lynch sisters love y'all dearly and appreciate y'all. And know that we're here for you all. And my um, my wisdom app family, praying for each and every one of y'all who are listening. I want y'all to be encouraged. I want y'all to be strengthened. 
that God is able to do anything and there is nothing too hard for God. Matter of fact, I'm even seeing right now there is someone right now that are questioning a lot of things and they need the powerful move of God. I'm praying that God give you a word that's going to change your life, that's going to give you instructions, speaking the word of instructions. I want those who may be looking for God uh, and are looking for an answer from God, I want you to anticipate God speaking to you. And one way to do that is get a pen and paper and put it by your bed. You wait on and trust on God. And I'm telling you, when you put your allegiance to God, he will not fail you. God will speak. Be ready to move. When God speaks, write it down. Don't try to retain it in your head because the devil going to try to throw you off to make you forget. Take Take seriously the instructions God give you. If a multimillionaire is finna give you instructions how to how to be profit, how to make a multi, how to make a multi-million dollar business, you get a pen and paper, you'll shut out every distraction, and you'll take notes. If we do that to someone that would give us instructions pertaining to a business, what about God Almighty that owns everything? Take what God tells you seriously and make sure you have it as top priority and write stuff down. And sometimes even if you don't, even if you, I know me, I write too fast. I write faster than what I can think. So sometimes I get my phone and I, I say what God telling me. I have to recite it and then write it later. But as long as I look, record myself speaking, then when I play it back, I can write down verbatim. So I'm telling you, God will, as long as you take it seriously, what God tells you, there's nothing, there's nothing he will withhold from you. But if you take it lightly, then how are he going to trust you? But if you take God's word seriously and take what come out of his mouth as first priority, I'm telling you, he can trust you. I'm telling you from firsthand experience. So I, I just have to share that. But I thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. <laughs>